Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that delves into the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block for many of the world's best chefs and home cooks. And on Fabulously Delicious, you will learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know some fabulous French chefs and cooks in person, as well as in our Story Of series. Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast explores all there is to know about French food. I'm your host of Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. As an Australian living in rural France, my life is all about cooking, eating, and living life the French way. Meeting wonderful food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating cheeses, of course, and sharing these fabulous food experiences with you, my fabulously delicious audience. Today on Fabulously Delicious, we're going to start a new series of episodes that I'm calling the A to Z of. And this first series is the A to Z of French herbs. So to start off, we are going to explore all there is to know about absinthe. No, not the drink, but the herb, otherwise known as wormwood. It's not just something used to make spirits. It's also an ingredient used for medicinal purposes as well as cooking. So sit back, turn up the volume. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, add a bit of saucisson and some cheese, of course, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, the A to Z of French herbs, absinthe. Absinthe is not just a drink that we talked about in my episode of Fabulously Delicious with Forrest Collins from 52 Martinis. You can get the link to that through the show notes of this episode. But absinthe is also a herb, which can be called wormwood, ground wormwood, absidian, mugwort, wimot, wimud, wormit, or wormud. Hmm, well, if that's not confusing, I don't know what is it. Spelt A-B-S-I-N-T-H-E. In French, it's actually pronounced absinthe. So you don't pronounce the H-E at the end. It's just absinthe. So what is absinthe, or wormwood, as we like to call it? Well, it's a herb that grows in North Africa and regions of Eurasia, as well as now Canada and North America. Although it is used as an ingredient in the popular drink absinthe, and other spirits as well, it is mostly used as an ornamental plant. Absinthium, the name, comes from ancient Greek and is related to Artemis, who was the goddess of the hunt and the protector of the forest and children. The term wormwood is supposedly from Middle English. They use the term wormwood or wimud. Middle English is a form of English language that was spoken after the Norman conquest of 1066 until the late 15th century. Some thought though that the origin of wormwood is from the ancient use of the plant to expel parasitic worms from the body by either stunning or killing them. So what is ascidium or wormwood? It's actually a herbaceous perennial plant that has fibrous roots and whose stems are straight and grow to over a metre tall. Its leaves are a greenish grey colour with a white belly, so to speak. It produces a silky, silvery white trichome, which produces oil from its glands. Absinium or wormwood also produces a pale yellow tubular flower that clusters together and bends down towards the ground. Flowering of the obsidian plant occurs from early summer to early autumn, with the pollination occurring through the wind. It is grown in full sun, in rich, light, sometimes limestone soil or even dry soil. 
Most commonly, absinthe is used as an ingredient in the spirit that has the same name, absinthe. But wormwood, as it is also known, is also the ingredient in other spirits and wines, including bitters and vermouth. It's also used for medicinal purposes as an ingredient in medicine used for treating dyspepsia and also Crohn's disease. But it also has culinary uses. During the Middle Ages, absinthe was used to spice mead, and in Morocco, it was an ingredient in a tea known as sheba. Wormwood or absinthe was also used as a bittering spice in brewing throughout Eastern and Northern Europe, and in the 18th century, it was sometimes used instead of hops in the process of making beer. It's been used in the making of pesticides throughout the years and recently has been seen as a modern organic alternative for pest control. From the clippings being used to repel lice, mites and fleas in chicken nesting boxes to being distilled to produce an oil that can be used in making an organic pesticide. As a companion plant, absinthe or wormwood could also be beneficial to an organic vegetable garden. Although, because it has a growth inhibiting effect, it needs to be planted safely, at least one metre away from any growing vegetables. The drink, absinthe, has been said to have hallucinatory properties, and this is associated to the ingredient wormwood. Whilst there is a component of absinthian or wormwood in it called thlujone, which can cause convulsions and death when administered in large amounts to both animals and humans, there is only one documented case of toxicity from wormwood when a 31-year-old man drank about 10 millilitres of steam-distilled wormwood oil, wrongly believing it was the liquor absinthe. Hmm. That'll go to show you. Don't drink anything that doesn't have a label on it. Long before it gained popularity as the star ingredient in absinthe, wormwood was used medicinally and the first recorded uses of wormwood in medicine dates back to 1552 BC, and absinthe itself was initially used to treat illness. The flavour of absinthe is extremely bitter and can aid in being a good tonic. It can also promote digestion and apparently make menstruation less painful. Absinthe also contains tannins and vitamin C and is said to be good at deworming. Not the most pleasant use, I'd say. Alarmingly, though, it can also have an abortive effect for pregnancy, so consumption must be carefully thought through if you are going to be cooking or eating wormwood as a natural product. In fact, during the mid-20th century, absinthean was nicknamed the grass of virgins because of this abortive property. William Shakespeare referred to wormwood or absinthean in his Romeo and Juliet play, Act 1, Scene 3, when he wrote that Juliet's childhood nurse had said, for I had then laid wormwood to my dug. Meaning, she had weaned Juliet, then aged three, by using the bitter taste of wormwood on her nipple. Hmm. Now in modern times, the European Medicine Agency has recognized absence medicinal properties and noted that it's a herb rich in natural ingredients, powerful antioxidants, that protects cells from free radicals. I love a good free radical. They also advise though that it shouldn't be consumed for more than two weeks as an infusion and it's not recommended during pregnancy or breastfeeding. Good advice. The first version of the drink absinthe, created in 1789 by a French doctor, Dr. Pierre Ordinaire, in Switzerland, was actually developed for medicinal purposes. 
It seems Dr. Ordinaire was not your ordinary doctor. Boom, boom. Absinthe, the herb, is used in recipes these days for herbal teas. The dried herbs are used to season red meat, fish, oysters, escargot, omelettes, and even cheese. Famed chef Hugh Dore, who is the youngest French chef ever awarded a Michelin star, said that he uses absinthe leaves to add perfume to stuffings and also putting the final touches on a plate of escargot that he tops with an absinthe drink-infused sauce. French cuisine has been using the herb for centuries, and most notably in the dish absinthe sorbet, which was created as a palate cleanser during the 1889 dinner to honour Gustave Eiffel's new creation, the Eiffel Tower. The ingredients for this sorbet are 500 mils of water, 300 grams of sugar, the juice of an orange and a lemon, 20 grams of fresh absinthe leaves, and 100 mils of absinthe, the drink. Place half the water with the sugar in a saucepan over low heat, stirring until combined and cooking for 10 minutes. Then add the absinthe leaves and let this sit to infuse until the mixture is cooled. Remove the leaves and add the juice of the orange and lemon and the remaining water. Freeze this overnight. Remove and then place in a blender and blend. Then place back into the freezer overnight again. Serve a scoop of this sorbet with some absinthe poured over the top. That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious, the French Food Podcast. We will continue this series later in the week and then we'll have more bonus episodes of this A to Z of French herbs as the weeks progress during the year. We'll be back to our regular episodes then next week. If you like this episode of Fabulously Delicious, please share it around with your friends and family to be shared around. Give me a star rating if you're listening via Apple and leave a review. A good one, well, that would be fab. It possibly goes without saying. Subscribe wherever you're listening if you haven't done already. Through Fabulously Delicious, you can dream of fabulous French food and learn all about it. But you can also experience the best of French cuisine and culture by checking out my Instagram, at Andrew Pryor Fabulously. For your dream French life inspiration, YouTube for cooking and traveling tips at youtube.com forward slash Andrew Pryor. And of course, you can subscribe to Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. My name's Andrew Pryor. Thank you for listening. And remember, as I always say, my motto is whatever you do, do it fabulously. Bon app, everyone. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.